This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot go with it. Can't do it. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am your host, Neil. With me is Adam, a.k.a. the other FF guy. What do you do, Adam? What's going on, Neil? Not much, man. This is episode number 123. Whether it's your first time listening or your 123rd time, it doesn't really matter as long as it's not your last time. And Adam, if it is, honestly, like... We wish like those people sort of like really well, not really, not so much. I mean, if they don't listen ever again, we don't care about them, right? I mean, do we care to begin with if we don't care ever again after Ooh, that? I mean, that's this is true. This is getting very That's true. If it's now. a first time ever, yeah. we technically couldn't care about you before this. Mm-hmm. And then if you stop listening after this, did we ever care in the first place? Oh, man. That was way deeper than I expected this to go, and my mind. No, that's is... true. Like we, I guess we cared for the moment in time that you were listening, but by now you've definitely stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by now for sure, for sure. My mind is blown, and I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, for those who are not aware, maybe you missed the fancy title that you clicked on before this to play. It's cool, it happens, but this is a fancy football edition of the Cloud Dodgers podcast. That's what we do here. That's what we do here, Adam. Um, let's discuss week three and all its beauty, man. We got a lot going on. Suspended players returning. Uh, a player some fear may get suspended, or if not, he may just flourish on his new team. Uh, injuries, players getting healthy, contract drama. I mean, it's enough to make a guy retire mid-podcast. Shout out to Vontae Davis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that guy's gotten a lot of heat, so we won't go, we won't go in on him, man. Um, let's start with Thursday Night Football. Straight up, Adam. Straight up. It's just straight get to the point. It's Browns and Jets. I don't know if that's exciting to people or if it's not exciting to people. Are you? Excited? You don't know. You don't know if it's exciting. Yeah, I don't know if it's exciting. Some yeah. people, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fickle. with, I'm gonna go with the Browns and the Jets is is not exciting. I'm Outside say, of Cleveland and uh, New York, it's probably not. <laughs> amongst the uh, the average NFL fan, yeah, I'm gonna say this one will not get high ratings, but. Uh, <laughs> That being said, I mean, I, I'm at least intrigued. Maybe the Browns can finally pull off their first win. I think that, like, if there's going to be a chance for that, now's the time. No time like the present. No so. time like the Darnold time. <laughs> <laughs> this would be it. I mean, obviously, we, we you know, there's some things that have changed in Cleveland. So that's, uh, you know, a little different of a dynamic here. I don't know. Okay, so Josh Gordon is traded, right? He's gone. He's not in Cleveland anymore. For whatever reason that is, we don't really know. 
Was he injured? Was he doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing? Were they just fed up? I don't know what it was. But we can't deny that that does make some players a little more interesting, right? I mean, Njuko, Callaway, do you care, Adam, or do you not care that he's gone in regards to the other players there? I mean, you care moving forward, but as far as, like, what we've seen so far, I mean, he had three targets week one. That's like, what I'm thinking. I mean, it, it's, like, it's there's not really – there's not much of the pie that's left to divide up. So, ultimately, I think that what we're going to see here is Jarvis Landry continues to be a dramatic target hog, and the rest is going to be really dependent on if Tyrod can get his stuff together because – through two weeks, he's not looking good, and it's depressing to see. Yeah, he hasn't been the guy you hyped him up to be, Adam. <clears throat> I know, I know. I let you guys down. Um, sorry. <laughs> but to be fair, for fantasy, week one, he was still fantastic thanks to his rushing ability, and I'm hoping that he rebounds again this week. In fact, Neil, I am going to ask the first question of the podcast for you, sir, because I've got a little bit of a streaming quarterback, you know, issue that i'm trying to figure out and i'm curious what your thoughts might be and it, it involves tyrod so the question is would you rather be starting tyrod tomorrow night against the jets or would you rather start andy dalton on sunday against the panthers hmm. interesting andy dalton or tyrod taylor so I mean, I mean, if we're just looking at our our two week window here, they both have been kind of similar in a sense where they were they were both hot one week, and then kind of like eh, just average the other week. Um, exactly. And then you got Tyrod playing the Jets, and you got Dalton playing Carolina. Uh, that, that Carolina defense isn't isn't a joke, really, man. It's not a joke. I'm trying to think here. I, I feel like Tyrod gives you a pretty decent ceiling. Our floor, I'm sorry, pretty decent floor. We, you know, with the legs and everything, I just feel like, man, I really like Andy Dalton this year, man. I really like him. I know. And That's Dalton hard. Rush is a good bit, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one. Game. I mean, I'm ultimately having to make this decision myself in a league, uh, and I thought it was really interesting, so I wanted to bring it up to somebody else because it, it is. I mean, like you said, they, they each have had one kind of boom week and, and one – little bit of a bust week and neither of them busted big like when they yeah. did perform well they just didn't have you know a week that you were happy about and with how quarterback has been playing out so far i mean the first two weeks of this se- season so far have just been dramatically passing heavy and you know we've seen some big numbers from a lot of quarterbacks so when you're having those subpar weeks they look a lot worse now you also have the thursday night thing in play where people don't want to put their quarterback out there on Thursday night because then you're like, Man, yeah. if he does and that, I Andy can think Dalton about went that. And through four touchdowns <laughs> last Thursday. Exactly. And then you have that in this comparison as well. Andy Dalton and the Bengals are coming off a win, and they had 10 days to prepare for the Panthers. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tough one for me. I Honestly, I feel like I'm leaning Dalton myself, but I'm curious uh, to hear your thought process. Yeah, I, I, I would lean Dalton also. Uh, his weapons have been have been doing well. Guys have been stepping up. We don't know what's going on with Cleveland, man. I don't know what's going on in the sauce over there, man. I don't know Josh Gordon's situation. I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't know if this is. You know, I just, I'm going to age Dalton, man. It's just a safer bet for me. It, that's just a safer play for me. 
I think if if one does horrible, it won't be Andy Dalton. I like it. That's how I'm looking at it, man. That's how I'm looking at it. Do you care about anything else in this Jets game? Do you care about any Jets? I mean, you're not speaking very highly of them, Adam. I'm, I'm, you're, I'm a, if I'm a Jet I fan, mean, right, if I'm a Jet fan right now, and I'm listening, I'm feeling a little slighted right now. <laughs> no, I mean you've got to start Quincy and Numa just based on his dramatic target share that he's, he's seen been in the first killing two it. Weeks. He's been killing oh, yeah. it. It's been fantastic. So I feel like these teams are really similar in that way of like. You're going to start the number one wide receiver on both teams. And outside of that, I mean, I don't know. Are you starting Isaiah Crowell anywhere? Like, I, I don't really feel good about anyone else in this game. Like, I'm starting David and Joku in a league, but I do not feel good about it. There's just no streaming options that I like at tight end that I like better than Njoku. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a game that's going to be not fun to watch, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think people are going to take chances on, on Crowell. Uh, Powell's an interesting option. He had a good week last week, but I don't know if this is going to be a hit or miss, never can predict it type of thing. Um, we mentioned Callaway possibly getting more targets. He did good last week, Callaway. So, you know, he could be a guy stepping up in there. But like you said, you know, it is Thursday night. These teams aren't exactly ones that, you know, give you a lot of confidence in them. And nobody likes that dreaded feeling of starting a guy on Thursday and then having to see that shit just sit there and sit there <laughs> and sit there. And then you watch guys on your bench on Sunday going off and you're like, son of a bitch, why did I do it? So I don't know, man, just on the mind game aspect of it, it's tough to, you know, to play some of these guys that you don't trust so much on Thursday. Yeah. It's just a weird, you know, weird mental game. You start playing with yourself and you're like, eh, I might as well just not do it. <laughs> I don't know. It pays to play in a lot of leagues. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm not starting Tyrod in this league, but I have to in yeah. other leagues. Yeah, so definitely. it's like, if he does well, I'm still happy. <laughs> exactly. So it'll be an interesting game. It'll be fun to watch. We'll see, you know, hopefully these teams put up some points, but uh, for the most part, like you said, besides the obvious guys, you know, we're not crazy by any of these guys to, to even be flexing or to be, you know, concerning yourself with him. Um, but st- staying on Josh Gordon for a second, somehow, some way, he got himself traded from this miserable Browns team that we're talking about where he had Ty God Taylor and Hugh Jackson. And now he wound up on the Patriots with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We're talking about winning the lotto here for Josh Gordon, Adam. Like, from an organization that's been in ruins for what feels like centuries to the dynasty of all dynasties. I mean, is Josh Gordon about to get his Randy Moss on, Adam? Are you? Are, I mean, I, 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 sometimes, you know, with you, I never know, man. Like, you haven't really been a Josh Gordon supporter, one can say. So I'm curious how you feel about him going to the Patriots. Like, are are you, a, are you like, like, secretly happy about it? Do you think it's going to, do you think it's going to work? Or are you, like, still in the same boat where it's like, hey, man, this guy's one move away from being out of the league. So, like, I'm not going to get too crazy about it. Well, first and foremost, it feels scripted. Like, it feels like somebody took it out and wrote a, like, dramatic story of a young man who, you know, is struggling with addiction and plays a year in the NFL and performs as the best at his position and, you know, is is praised and has all this notoriety and then everything comes crashing down. And now we're seeing the redemption story and of course with the redemption story you have to have the dramatic turn of events and you do and you have this dramatic turn of events of him getting traded and of all places of course he goes to the new england patriots who kind of have a history of always acquiring these 
troubled wide receivers. And let's be honest, they don't really always work out. Nope. And Randy Moss has really been the exception to the rule. That being said, I mean, I don't know if any of those wide receivers, I mean, and you can name a ton of these, you know, journeyman wide receivers or these wide receivers who have gone through many years of not being successful and then, you know, having this amazing talent ending up on the Patriots and getting cut. I mean, we just saw it happen with Jordan Matthews this offseason. Like, we saw it with Eric Decker at the end of his career. Like, so many big names always end up in New England. And one of two things happens. He's either going to get cut or he's going to perform like an elite performer on the New England Patriots. And I think that it's really, it's really crazy. Like the, the level of swing it could have, like I would not be surprised if on the Patriots, he can perform as like a top five wide receiver in fantasy. It'd be a dramatic shift. I don't really see it going that direction, but I wouldn't be shocked. He has the talent to do it. That being said, I would also not be shocked if he does not play like more than 30 snaps for the Patriots <laughs> and just ends up being on the cutting room floor again. Ah, oh, man. He's, he's not Corey Coleman, bro. He's not Corey Coleman. I mean, while I want to agree with that, and I do from a talent standpoint, like it's New England. They, they do not care. All they care is what can you do for me now? Like, what have you done for me lately? So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it is the, the pendulum cannot swing any farther in either direction. Like, he, he has every outcome possible, it feels like, available to him. And I don't know. It yeah. makes it super interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, it's super interesting in fantasy because you got a lot of people now, like, they don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, do I sit on Josh Gordon and, and see how this plays out? Do I trade him to someone now who, you know, has these this newfound hope for him? You know, a lot of people are, you know, in some leagues, I guess, depends on how deep your league is. Some people are actually asking me about picking him up off of waivers. I'm not really sure how he's on waivers, but I feel like he should be on everyone's team. But, um, you know, even in that case, should I pick him up? Who should I drop for him? Da, da, da. Like, it's causing a lot of questions, and people are really, you know, it was Josh Gordon in the first place, right? Josh Gordon already left you with a lot of questions. Now you put him on the Patriots, and it doesn't help it, depending on how you look at it, right? Um, you do put him in this team where there's a certain structure, where people say that it's no fun, um, with some Hall of Famers, with you know a history of winning championships very recently. Um, you know, It could just be, like you said, the perfect recipe either way. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Um, in my case... I mean, you know, I've been a Josh, Josh uh, Gordon forever, you know, fanboy here. So I'm going to continue to keep riding that, you know, that that wave. Um, so, you know, I'm keeping them. You know, I'm putting them in lineups. You know, I'm trading for them. You know, I'm picking them up wherever I can. Um, in your case, I know you say you have a lot of leagues. And so, you you know, you're able to balance it out and do all these things. But if you own Josh Gordon right now, Adam, I don't know if you do or not. If you owned him, let's just say one league is all you got. You have him. Do you personally sit on him? Trade him? What are you doing? It, I do not own him anywhere. If I did, I, I just have to stay put. I mean, ultimately, I think you just do not know what's going to happen, and you don't want to risk missing out on something gigantic, yeah. which is funny because I think a lot of people would say sell him now because his value is never going to be higher. But 
it is like it definitely could be higher. It, it definitely could be. <laughs> definitely it, could be. It 100 percent can get higher than this. Like it can get much, 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 much higher than this. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the the most intriguing part of this to me is that it came off the back of a Patriots loss. And I feel like there's always that element to the Patriots when they seem to do this year after year after year where they, early on in the season, will either have a game that they really struggle or a game that they lose. And then the offense seems to always shift gears. So it's at the perfect time. I mean, for Josh Gordon to be coming in now, they might be looking to shift gears. And Edelman's going to be coming back too. I mean, the names on that offense are just insane. Like, I I, I really don't know how it's all going to jive together. But if it does... It's going to be insane. Yeah, nobody makes adjustments better than the Patriots, and this may just happen to be the adjustment. <laughs> so uh, we shall see, man. And, and, and speaking of, because we just mentioned the fantasy value of, you know, it could definitely get much higher. You know, it, you know, it's kind of whatever right now. Um, someone that you still are thinking about weekly and are, I'm still getting questions about weekly is Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, his situation keeps getting messier. It keeps getting weirder. It keeps getting more and more concerning for someone who does have him on their team. Um, if you have Bell at this point, I mean, you have a couple options, right? You either cut your losses now, you flip them for whatever you can, you know, whatever best offer you can get, which is going to be probably much lower than what you could have got a week ago or two weeks ago, or you wait and see how this thing plays itself out, and you know, hope he hope he returns in time. Now, I know, unlike Gordon, you are uh, uh, an owner who has Bell on your, on his team. Um, what are you doing with Bell right now, Adam? Have you gone into complete panic mode? Let me just get rid of this guy and dump him. Or have you gone into again? I'm gonna sit on this guy because I'm never gonna get the value I want for him, and let's just hope he comes back. Uh, like both, because both? I'm I'm in complete panic mode, and I'm also <laughs> not getting rid of him. Because ultimately, I think that what you're running into in this stage is that Le'Veon has basically made it clear he is. Not not playing this year unless he has to. Um, and based on the NFL rules, I believe it's week 10 that he has to return. Um, and there's no obligation to play in the playoffs. So my expectation is that he'll probably be back in like week 10. And then the question remains, like, how does the franchise handle that? Do they throw him in there like he was Le'Veon Bell of old? Do they not play him at all and play James Conner and just give him a paycheck to sit on the bench, which might be ultimately what he wants? I mean, there, there's so many layers to it. If you could sell Le'Veon Bell, now would probably be the best time because I think it's only going to get worse and worse and worse from here on out. But I guess for me, I'm optimistic of the possibility that when Le'Veon Bell comes back, that they run him into the ground because they don't care about his longevity and he gets a dramatic amount of touches and Le'Veon Bell plus a dramatic amount of touches equals a guy I want on my team in the fantasy playoffs. So if I can get my teams into a place where they're going to make the playoffs in my fantasy leagues, I am holding Le'Veon Bell for all it's worth. Now on those, if I had, I don't, if I had any teams that were like desperate, (laughs) then I can understand selling Bell. Yeah. I was going to say, that's kind of the thing here is like, Sure, it sounds nice to like hold on to Le'Veon Bell and oh he's gonna come back and he's gonna be great for me in the playoffs. The reality is, and it's been talked about, you know, at nauseum at nauseum, you know, it's a week to week game. And if you don't get to the playoffs because you don't have guys like Bell, 
then what does it matter, right? So I feel like if it's Dynasty, obviously you can hold on to this guy and hope that, you know, he either comes back or next year he's on a team that, you know, allows him to be who he is. But if you're in redraft, I don't know if you, if you, I don't know if you can afford it. Like, I guess it depends on how strong the league you're playing in is, how well you feel like you've drafted and can maneuver and waivers and all these kind of things. But the reality of it is, man, like if he's not going to play for you and somebody is willing to give you something of value that, you know, you could really use and that could really get you to, you know, a better shot at the playoffs. I feel like you got to do it, man. If I if I have Bell right now, which I actually don't have Bell in any leagues, I would definitely move him if I can get even, you know, a halfway decent offer. Um I just don't want to deal with it, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm similar to that way with um, players who I quote unquote call injury prone. I don't want to deal with that either. Um, so I'm just kind of, it's weird. Like I don't want to deal with these guys, but then give me a Josh Gordon all day, <laughs> but um, it's kind of strange. <laughs> so also on, uh, on Twitter, Mark Caboli, Caboli, I don't really know if I pronounce the name right, but uh, he writes for the athletic and he said a week after Steelers removed Le'Veon Bell from their depth chart, they now removed him from their rosters alphabetical numerical positional experience on their official game release lead up to monday's game bell has yet to sign his franchise tag i don't know man like it just doesn't feel good does oh no it, it does not it does not feel good for me so i am saying yeah. it now if you have Le'Veon bell trade him trade Here, him here's out. what i'll say i'm gonna get into like my for me it's all about like the don't, no don't try to hold your position because you have no, bell no, no, no. you have bell no, and you're like oh yeah, someone's listening it. i gotta hold no. my ground no, I'm, it's not that I'm holding my ground on a player. What I'm doing is I'm actually holding my ground on a strategy. So to me, it has to do with how your league playoffs are formed. Essentially, like if you're in a 12-team league and only four teams make the playoff, trade Bell. If you're 0-2, trade Bell. You need to have a good record See to you. make it into the, that sort of a playoff structure. If you're in a 14-team league where eight teams make the playoffs and you're going to have teams that make the playoffs going 6-7, and seven, yeah, Hold on to Bell because you've got a ton of teams that are making the playoffs and you want to have that guy on your roster if he is playing. If Le'Veon Bell is playing in the fantasy playoffs, you want him on your roster and not your opponent's roster. So, like, that's that's where it comes down to for me. Like, know your league. Know what your likelihood of making it into the playoffs is right now realistically because I think a lot of people panic at 0-2. But, again, if you're in a 14-team league where eight teams make the playoffs, I've been in a few of them, you're going to have teams that make the playoffs at seven and six and six and seven. It's not that uncommon. Or, so just ride you, it out. You can for sure as hell get out of that soft ass league too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can for sure get out of that soft ass league and give up bell uh, while you're at it. Say, Hey, I don't want this team anymore. Cause this league is soft. Uh, but yeah, we got it. We got it, Adam. We get it. You want to hold on to him. I get it, man. I'm the same way with Josh Gordon. I'm not going to fight with you about it. You can have it. You can have your keep bell. We can have it. Someone who is back, Aaron Jones. I think we both talked highly of Aaron Jones previously, right? Most definitely. Most definitely. We're both fans of Aaron Jones here. So he's returning to the lineup. His coach says he's behind Jamal Williams. He's behind Montgomery. And I'm not buying it. Are you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be that way for Game 3 here against the Redskins, and it'll be really telling to see if Jamal Williams can rake out. I mean, really, like that's the problem is through these first two weeks, it's been all Jamal Williams to steal that job, and he has not done so. Exactly. So, so why would we not believe 
that Aaron Jones is going to just take it back. I mean, I think he's the more talented player, but it's all about opportunity. If, if I mean, if they don't give him the touches against a team like the Redskins that the Packers should probably beat up on, it'd be really easy for them to just give the opportunity to Jamal Williams this week. And Jamal Williams looks awesome because they get put in great red zone situations and he's able to like fall in the end zone for two touchdowns. Like I could see that occurring. If that does happen, it's not going to be good for Aaron Jones. That being said, from a talent perspective, I think that they should use Aaron Jones. I think that when they had Aaron Jones in their backfield last year, that offense is way more dynamic, and he is such a better playmaker. But he's not as good of a blocker, and Jamal Williams is the guy right now. So I I don't think that you can get overly excited about Aaron Jones. I feel like if you have him, you're going to keep him. If he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. But, like, ultimately, I don't think you go out trading for him. Right. I guess I feel like, you know, you sit him this week because you don't know what's going to happen. But I feel like in week four, the coach will be singing a different tune. And I'm not saying necessarily that, oh, you know, Jamal Williams to the bench, Aaron Jones to the starter. I just feel like, you know, like you mentioned, it feels like he's the better player. If It feels like it, from a fantasy standpoint or from, you know, offensive production standpoint, it seems like he's the, you know, the guy that will score you the points, the explosive player, however you want to, you know, sell it. But I just feel like you can't hold that guy down. And I feel like eventually you give him a couple carries and he's going to remind you why you can't hold him down. Well, you, you know who the Packers get in week four, do you? I don't. I uh, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful thing. So yeah, I mean, you know, no matter who's in the backfield next week, you're gonna <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> gonna gonna want to be starting them in your fantasy lineups. So. so, so we'll see how it goes. But you know, we definitely both think that you should not play him this week and not get too crazy and excited about it. Um, is there any player, Adam? That cause I, you know, obviously we have I have some foul or no fouls I want to get to. I have like a lot of listener questions that I'm seeing that I want to answer on here. But is there any players? And it's only been two weeks, obviously. We're, we're coming in on three weeks. But is there any player that, like, either you were super high on or you were hoping to see something and that you've kind of already given up on? It doesn't have to be all the way because maybe you don't want to sell them yet or you don't want to drop them or nothing. But is there any player that you're, like, super disappointed in? Like, I really thought this was going to happen and it hasn't happened as quickly as I thought it would. I know it's only two weeks, but is there anyone that's kind of really, you know, bringing you down? Yeah, I, the first person that popped in my mind when you said that was probably Royce Freeman. Um, I think that I, like a lot of people, uh, especially later in the offseason, started to believe that Royce Freeman was really looking like he was lining up for a big workload in Denver, and I did not see Philip Lindsay coming at all. Um, and I think that because Lindsay is utilized more in the passing game and he's been dynamic through the first two weeks that he's probably the player in that Denver backfield that I would much rather own at this point. Um, it's not like I'm dropping Royce Freeman in most leagues, but that being said, like it's not at all near that draft capital that you drafted him at. Cause he was going in like the fourth round, sometimes the third round of fantasy drafts. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, for me, it'd be like Marlon Mack. You know, he's been bring, he's been uh, disappointing me. But, of course, I know he's been dealing with some stuff. But, um, you know, he's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that really come to mind straight out the top. Um, any quarterbacks that have really been disappointing? There's been some shocking ones, shockingly good ones. But I don't think any that's really been crazy bad. I mean, Andrew Luck has played like a quarterback coming off of injury, which, uh, you know, I, for one, probably more thought that he was going to come back and play like the Andrew Luck of old. Um, you know, he's 
really not throwing the ball downfield at all. Seems very tepid, um, which is not ideal if you're an Andrew Luck owner. Um, so I think that he is one that, if I had at this point, if you can try and sell him on you know name notoriety, might be worthwhile. Um, but I'm definitely nervous about him moving forward. Yeah, there's there's a few guys out there, but for me it's definitely Mac, and for you, um, damn, who'd you just say for a second ago? <laughs> Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman, yeah, yeah, Royce Freeman. So, and those are, I think those are for a lot of people. Um, Royce Freeman more than Mac, though, of course, because I felt like I was alone on Mac for a little bit there. Um, but yeah, those those are two guys that I've been, you know, we're really down on. And like you said, Andrew Lux kind of started off slow. Some guys, and again, it's only two weeks, so it's like. It's hard to really knock anybody, you know, at this point. Duke Johnson, too, man. I thought, like, God, I expected more from Duke Johnson. But, um, yeah, it's only been two weeks, so we'll see. I'm sure things are going to, you know, flip-flop a lot here. But I was just curious if you would uh, throw a name out there. And I know you're you're not quick to, uh, to panic. Um, so, yeah, man, I mentioned there's a lot of questions that I'm seeing. And so, you know... I'm on a lot of different social media places and people shoot a lot of questions around. We all want to know what other people are thinking and their ideas on things and, you know, just to make sure we're not crazy. And so I'm literally, we're just going to run down these, bro. I got tons of them and we can spend a lot of time on some of them. We can spend two seconds on them, however you want to do it. I just want to get as many of these people's questions in as possible. So let's roll. So let's do this. Uh, Chomp says I was offered Mixon and Miller for Connor and White. I have to accept it, right? It's PPR. But you were offered Mixon, Mixon and Miller and for Connor Miller and White? For Connor and James White, I'm assuming. PPR. And he says that he has to accept it, right? No, I don't I don't agree at all. I want Connor and White in a PPR league. I if I'm as long as I'm understanding that right and he'd be giving up Connor and White. No, I think I think I want Connor and White. I mean, right now it looks like you're gonna have James Connor up through at least week ten and then who knows? James White has been phenomenal in PPR. I mean, you've got two players on prolific offenses, yeah, I wouldn't be moving them in that situation. Yeah, I guess, do you think Mixon I, and Miller are safer because of the whole Connor Bell thing and then White with Michelle and Burkhead and this and that? I mean, I don't know what to think of Mixon's injury right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not taking an injured player over known production right in this moment. I just, I to me, I, I'd much rather just go with the immediate upside and, you know, see how these guys do for the next couple weeks moving forward and you know, then you can look to trade if you want. But personally, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not trying to move Connor right now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. At first glance, I did say Mixon and Miller were safer. But now that you say it, I kind of do see what you're saying. So, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But I think Connor and White are the, are the, are the safer bet now, that you, the way you said it. <laughs> you, you brought it. See, this is why we talk to people, man, because they bring different perspectives. Um, this one I think is pretty interesting. For Flex from B. Joffrey, uh, Thompson, Chris Thompson, or Lindsay this week? I mean, for me, that's not even close. It's got to be Chris Thompson. I mean, he's seeing a ridiculous target share right now. Uh, I believe he is top 10 in the league in targets uh, amongst all positions, uh, potentially top five even. I mean, he is just being utilized a ton on that offense. All the Lindsay shade in the world going on right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I got you, man. I got you. I think I would love to get them both in my lineup if possible. Um, but like you said, Thompson is getting a lot of a lot of attention. It's also, man. I mean, you know, Lindsay's playing Baltimore this week, which is a you know, it's a decent defense. It's not bad. So um, if they want to, you know, now that people are starting to kind of see Lindsay's not just 
you know, it wasn't just a one-game fluke. He's now done it in two games. You know, people will start to target him more. They'll pay more attention to him. And, you know, you know, Baltimore's not a bad defense. So I think, you know, Thompson is definitely a safer play this week. But I do like having both those guys um, and on your team. So that's a good situation to have. Um, Blockbuster says, Cooper Cup or an, uh, an Anuma? Half PBR. I say oh, Anuma. Man. Yeah, what do you say? Go ahead. I say I said the Jet, man. I said let's go. We, we we shit on the Jets earlier, but I'm gonna say let's go with the Jet. He was the only guy we praised, to be fair, for the Jets. <laughs> so uh, that's where I'm gonna go. Cooper Cup is yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I think just based on target volume, I, I would go with Anunwa. But yeah, I mean that's 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 a really close one. I mean I could go either way, and I could see arguing either way. But uh, Anunwa just seems like he's he's gonna get a larger target share. I mean it just. He's been getting peppered with targets in that offense, so I feel like I'd, I'd have to stick with him. Yeah. Another one um, with with uh, Lindsay in it, Gio Bernard or Lindsay. Oh, Gio definitely if Mixon's out. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gio for me has got to be top 10 if Mixon's out. I, I love Giovanni Bernard. He's been phenomenal when he's been given the opportunity to run as the lead back in that offense. And personally, I think that they're going to – have a good chance to beat the Panthers and, and have good game trip. So, yeah, I, I definitely am going Geo. I agree with you. That, that was from Jacoby. And, again, we that's if Mixon is out. Um, go to Hell 1 asks, who would you rather have, Buck Allen or Sony? Now, you're a Buck Allen guy. Yeah, I, I think this really <laughs> – yeah, but this really depends on, like, the makeup of your team. Because if you're someone who has, like – two running backs that you feel really confident in like maybe you drafted melvin gordon and like christian mccaffrey at the turn or something like that if you're in a situation where you're really confident in the running backs that you're starting each week i want to have sony michelle because i think by the end of the year sony michelle could be that patriot back that down the stretch they just run over and over and over and it's just able to be a phenomenal fantasy performer if you need production right now at all, though, it's got to be Buck Allen. I mean, right now I should be doing Buck Allen victory laps because I've been talking about this guy for like three years. Yeah, I swear. He when, is looking phenomenal for when, fantasy. When me and you first started talking together, I, I forget how we met. I think it was Twitter or something, but that, yeah. that's, that was your guy then, man. Buck Allen it's was your guy. Been. You were like I all in Buck on Buck Allen. Allen. I'm, I'm like, like, what is this guy's deal? Team, I love Buck Allen. Buck Allen, especially my my love for Buck Allen's grown so much as I've watched him play more and realized that he is not special at all. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing special about Buck Allen, but he's so reliable, and it's amazing how constantly he finds work in the passing game. And the Ravens seem like they're using him more this year than even last year. And last year he performed as an RB2 for fantasy. And I think that was one of the most overlooked things going into this year. And I mean, I'm loving it. I I keep loving it for as long as it'll last. So yeah, I mean, if you're in a situation where you need any fantasy production now, I I want Buck Allen over Sonny Michelle. But if you're in a situation where you can sit and wait it out, Sonny Michelle has huge upside at the end of the season. Can't argue with you on that one. So I'm not going to give any other opinion. Um, Thoughts on picking up Ito, uh, Ito, is it Ito? Ito? Ito Smith? Ito, Ito Smith. Ito, yeah. okay. Just don't want to disrespect nobody here, man. Or Corey yes. Grant. This is from Chicken Onion 9. Um, I mean, for, for me, of course. I mean, if you have space in your team, you know, and you want to get one of these guys who's, you know, starting running backs are hurt, or, you know, you think they're going to get hurt, <clears throat> hurt, or you think they're injury prone, whatever the case is, I mean, if you've got space for these guys, 
I'm cool with it. What I'm not cool with is dropping these guys for guys who do have value now, who are usable now, because, you know, just because you guys think these guys are about to be something, you know, it's there's always this effect of, you know, and, you know, this happens in real life too, Adam, where like the quarterback, the back of quarterback is like everyone's favorite quarterback type of deal, right? Where these are the backup running backs. So we're just looking for an opportunity now. We don't have their starter, but if he gets hurt, I might have his backup who just became the starter. So I feel like when you think like that, they have more value than they really have because it may never be anything. So I feel like if you have space, cool, no problem, you know, picking them up, but I wouldn't get crazy. It seems like people get really obsessed with it. Um, are you obsessed with picking up either one of these kind of guys? Like Corey Grant, everyone's talking about him. Are you obsessed with it? Or are you like, ah, cool, like whatever. Like, you know, if I have space, I'll sit them there, but I'm not like crazy about it. It really depends on the league and how deep the benches are. Because if you're playing in like some of these really deep leagues where you have 20, 20 plus roster spots, like, yeah, sure, pick up whoever you want because you've probably got Eric Decker on your bench still. Because like there's just there's not enough good talent to go around that every roster that every team has is full of players that you actually want to have rostered. However, in like your average league where you were only drafting 15, 16 rounds and you're starting maybe 10 players and you've only got like six bench spots, yeah, those bench spots become super, super important. And for me, a lot of times what I'll do is I will only hold players on my bench that I think have extreme upside and I will use the wave wire as like my additional bench and i will do a lot of streaming right off the waiver wire and i'll only ever hold one quarterback or only ever hold one tight end and then as far as running backs and wide receivers go i'm only going to pick one up if it's immediately going into my starting lineup and that way i can use the bench to hold that those like supreme talents or those guys who are you know suspended who you're waiting on coming back yeah so don't stress yourself about it though it's like don't get don't don't lose sleep over Corey grant no, like if Corey no. Grant happens, he happens. But like, don't start getting crazy about it and dropping players who you're using just to hope that Corey Grant is something. So, um, but definitely, like you said, if it's deep enough, you know, definitely no, no, no shame in that. Um, next one from CTK043. I send Ingram and Josh Gordon. I receive Gronk, and this is a half point PPR, 25 yard per point league. Half PPR, 25 yard. Yeah, I think I read that right. Um, so are you sending Ingram and Josh Gordon for Gronk? I mean, I don't want to be rude, but there's sometimes where I don't even understand how people ask the question. <laughs> like, you should have done this trade. This trade does not exist now. I don't even want to believe it's real because if anybody's selling Gronk for that, they must believe in Josh Gordon something outstandingly. Because right now, for me, like, as far as Gronk to Ingram goes, I mean, they're not even close in value. Yeah, th- this like, is one of those things where if you get crazy value, like we, we mentioned earlier, Gordon's value could be higher. Well, that's what you're looking for right there. So it's yeah. already there. And this, in, this ter- in this trade, that value that we're talking about that it could get to, it's already there. So oh, yeah. you might yeah. as well yeah. just if do you're it. The, if you're the Gordon owner, I think you have to do that, like in a heartbeat. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> uh, another trade from Nil Diz. Adam Thaleen and James Connor for Hopkins. Man, Adam Thielen's name just got butchered. Thielen, Thielen, shut your mouth. And he said he's getting <laughs> actually he's getting Connor and Adam. So he's giving up Hopkins for Adam and Connor. Since I butchered his name, let's just call him Adam and James. Adam and James is who he's getting <laughs> for DeAndre. No, um I, that's an interesting one. Because, I mean, the, the fall-off from Hopkins to Thielen isn't super dramatic. I mean, obviously, there's a fall-off. But, like, 
Adam Thielen through these first two weeks has shown that he's still going to have the same target share that he had before, and I think right now he projects to finish as a top 12 wide receiver in PPR pretty easily. And, I mean, Hopkins, you know, you probably would expect at this point to finish top six, but it's not that dramatic of a fall-off. So to get James Conner, I mean, to me, yeah, I I might do that. So you feel like the fall-off is like, Ah, or do you feel like it's ah? <laughs> how how far is the fall? If we just you know give me give me an audible example. Ah, so okay, yeah. So it's you know it's a faint fall, not not. Yeah, I mean, break it, a leg maybe, it's but like, it's like two stories. You ain't gonna die. You're not gonna I mean, die. It got it's gonna really hurt. You're gonna break some shit, but definitely, you ain't gonna die. Definitely. So ah, type of fall. No, I That's think fair. that was too long. That was too long? Okay, a little shorter. A couple of stories okay. shorter, but yeah, we get the point. Depends. Were you wearing one of those squirrel suits on the way down? <laughs> I mean, those can really glide, so you might have stayed in the air a little longer. This is true. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I got you, man. I got you. It makes sense. This makes sense. I'm sorry. I'm strolling through some of these as I'm adding, as I'm falling. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss people. Um, let's see. Uh, boot? I don't know if it's bougie. Bogue? B-O-U-G-E. I don't know how you pronounce that. You're the smart one here, Adam. It's got to be bougie. Bougie? All right. D-Jax or that Jets wide receiver that we mentioned? (laughs) Uh, For for this week or in a trade? Yeah, this week, I guess. Half PPR. Man, I'm start. I'm starting D-Jax. I'm I'm, I'm riding that until the train, like the wheels fall off the train. Because you know it has to fall off. Oh, I mean, it's it's got to, right? If it doesn't, Djax is going to be amazing this year. Like, top five <laughs> fantasy wide receiver is the trajectory he's at right now. It, it's wild. I mean, that whole Tampa Bay situation is just completely unexpected, and it's one of the reasons I love the NFL because you just – no one ever would have seen this coming two weeks ago, and yet here we are. That's and what happens when you got Conor McGregor so as a quarterback. It's so much fun. <laughs> when you're out here when you're out here when you're out here beard bumping with your beard brothers it's just it's the way it is man things happen it's fitz magic it just happens this way it's fitz magic so ride d jacks for sure i mean that's a great situation again sometimes i see these questions like man i wish you could just start both um get in the deeper league for sure and get out of those eight player playoff teams league also um footballers he says he's looking ahead to next week i have cam and he is on bi- and he is on his bye week who should i pick up best available here we go you ready for this whole list dalton versus atlanta tyrod versus oakland please don't shit on oakland uh, adam <laughs> bortles versus the jets definitely don't say bortles uh trubisky versus tampa bay keenan versus casey flacco versus pitt who should i pick up it's Bortles versus the Jets, and it's not even close. Are you really going to ride off of this whole New England blow-up that he killed it out there? No, I'm going to ride off the fact that Blake Bortles has been a top 13 oh, fantasy quarterback why? each of the last three seasons. He's the most disrespected and underappreciated <laughs> fantasy quarterback out there, and he looked awesome against the New England Patriots last week. And he's going to blow up against Tennessee this week, in my opinion, too. So, yeah, it's definitely Blake Bortles. I hope you enjoy your moment. Ah, uh, I will. I'm going to bask in the sun. Enjoy. I'm going to bask in the sun of those 200-plus point Scott Fishbowl games. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Oh, man. I mean, Oakland's been bad enough for me just to just to say Tyrod at this point. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you can't go wrong there. That would probably be my, uh, there's my just, second There's choice. this weird thing going on in Oakland right now where there's no pass rush. So 
Um, <laughs> for that reason, yeah, I'm going to say Tyrod. It's so weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I don't know what it it's, is. It's like this weird thing, right? Yeah. It's this weird thing when you know. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, dude. Have you watched the Bears? They have a really good pass rush. They do. It's so it's, weird. It's odd. It's odd the way just, this year they had this crazy good pass rush and, like, the Raiders, like, yeah. their pass rush isn't disappeared. It, isn't it weird how the Bears didn't have a pass rush last year and Oakland kind of did? That yeah. was weird, right? They kind of did. And now, like, yeah. it's weird. It's man. almost like they flopped. That's it's almost weird, like they right? flopped. It's almost like. It's very weird. Shoot. That's just one of those weird things. That's just weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Uh, next question. Lamar Miller or Cooks at the flex and half PPR. I'm so tired of Lamar Miller. I'm not even going to uh, – I'm done. It's Cooks for me. Um, I hate Lamar Miller. You you told me before the season started, he's in such a great position to do amazing things with Deshaun Watson and no other running back. Uh, nothing. I'm he's not. top five in the NFL in rushing yards. He just hasn't fallen into the end zone enough. Yeah, that's kind of the, it, the it's point. Definitely, it's kind of the point. All those Lamar. yards, kind of the point. Yeah, it's definitely Lamar Miller for me. I think the Texans have a really good chance against the Giants to have great game great, great great game script. Great great. Wow. Yeah. Grams. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you say bad players' names? Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Lamar Miller for you. Um, Gilbert Godfrey loves grapes. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <loves grapes. laughs> All right, and that was from Andrew Murr. Did I miss somebody else's name earlier? No, that's it. Um, cool guy. He did it very creatively with a C zero zero one guy for the creativity. Oh, that's so cool. Get an extra point. That's a very cool way to do it. Oh, so cool. <laughs> he said, "Pick three for this week in non PPR." Cook. Why don't I just set your whole fucking lineup? Coleman. No, right back. Right back to him. No, we we're not writing back. Lineup. I'm going to answer. Yeah. It. I'm going to answer. No, it. I need to set his whole lineup. I'm going to answer it. Three wide. I'm going to answer it. Cool guy. I'm answering it. <laughs> I'm answering it. Well, this is an interesting one. Cook, Coleman, Hyde, Brita, or Bernard. Bernard, obviously, if Mixon's out. Coleman. Yep, that sounds good to me. Now you got Cook, Hyde, and Brita. Just pick one of those, Adam, since you don't want to pick a guy's whole lineup. Cook, Hyde, Brita. Brita, Brita, Brita. I have all these guys' names. Come on, man. Keep it simple for me. That was Dalvin Cook, not Brandon Cooks. Yeah, there's no yeah, S. That's a, a no-brainer. I mean, they're playing the Bills this week. All right, there you go. Cool guy. I got it answered for you secretly just by playing Adam right into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I'll answer these realistic questions. I won't answer. Could you just set my lineup for me? Here we go. Uh, Ryan187. Someone dropped Russell Wilson. I currently have Wentz and don't like to carry two quarterbacks, but I'm worried about Wentz. Should I pass or drop Stills or Crabtree for him? Are you in a 14-team 2QB league? Because if <laughs> not, why are you carrying more than one quarterback? That's what he just said. He doesn't like to carry two quarterbacks, but he's worried then about don't. Wentz. Then why? Just don't. So just, drop Wentz? Just stop there. Yes. All right. Drop Wentz. You heard it. That's what the guy or said. Or keep Wentz and drop – what was the other quarterback? Russell Wilson? Well, no, that's the one he wants to know if he should pick up Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. So he's basically he's concerned about he's asking yeah. either or between the two of them. Yeah. He's not just implying that he should pick up and have a second quarterback. Well, no, he is implying for this week mm-hmm. that he should pick mm-hmm. up Russell Wilson because he's worried about Wentz's first game back. And should he drop stills or crap shit because of that? Wait, is he saying that Russell Wilson is available? Like, on yeah. the waiver? He said someone just dropped him. God, how do I get in these leagues? And do you guys play for money? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you'd pick up Russell Wilson and just drop Wentz. Personally, I would just drop Wentz. Yeah. I mean, it it sucks if now you've been holding on to him, but 
if you've been holding on to him this far, you're probably not going to take my advice to drop once anyway. So Yeah. So do whatever you want. Stills, Crabtree, kind of the same thing at this point. But, you know, it's, just take your pick. Take your pick and go with it. Um, uh, let's see. I think that's it. Is that it that I have on here? Let me just double check. Um, should I trade my Lamar Miller for Juju? Half point PPR. Yeah, I'm good with that. See ya. See ya, buddy. See you later. I think I got all of them. If I missed you guys, we apologize. Like, I'll try to get you next time. But, uh, yeah, if I missed you, we'll see. Just hit me up. DM me. Be mad. Do something. But, yeah, hopefully that helped you guys out. Last thing I want to do, Adam, before we go, foul or no foul, I have four, four, four ones for you. The first one, Jordan Matthews will not make a fancy impact this season after signing with the Eagles. Foul or no foul? Foul, I want to believe. I don't. I don't want to believe. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm just sick and tired of the guy, man. I mean, it's fair. I just I own him in a lot of places, so it would be nice. But that being said, I mean, Nelson Aguilar was probably one of my biggest touts this year and one of the wide receivers that I own more than anyone else. So, yeah, I, I'd prefer for Aguilar to just continue getting a ton of targets on that offense. But, I don't know. Everything's going to get interesting now that Wentz is back. I mean, that, that offense is the opportunity to become really dynamic. So I'll be I'll be intrigued to see how it all plays out. By the way, guys, for those who have interest in it, US Today, USA Today posted something that said, Matthew's life did undergo one major change during his time away from the Eagles. He's now a father, and he credits his time in Buffalo for the birth of his kid. There wasn't anything to do there but each other. Matthew said <laughs> about the season-long stint with the Bills, which on the field included 25 catches, 282 yards, and a touchdown in 10 games played. It sounds like he could have played more football, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, congratulations on the kid and uh, make another one in Philadelphia because I don't think the football thing is going to work there either. Um, but we'll see. Adam wants it to because he's in a lot of best ball leagues where he drafted him already, and it's a waste. Oh, of not otherwise. best ball! Come on, dynasty. Whatever. Let's go. Whatever. I drafted him a little bit in best ball, but no, nah, I got off that train. <laughs> Number two, Jared Cook had week one. Amari Cooper had week two. So Jordy Nelson will have week three. Foul or no foul? Foul. That's gross. No, I said Jordy. No, at the beginning of the year, I stick by Jordy. No. Stop sticking by things. Don't you understand? It's all about adjustments, Adam. Yeah, the Patriots not taught you anything. Good and away from the Raiders. Oh my god. 0-2, bud. I'm sorry. This is gonna be a rough year. Bill Belichick is not gonna be happy with you, Mr. Adjustment Maker. (laughs) Number three, here's where we see if Adam makes adjustments. Royce Freeman is the second best running back in Denver. Foul or no foul? Oh no no foul. I think he is the second best running back. It pains me to say it. I, I liked Royce Freeman coming into the year. I drafted him in a dynasty league. I mean, I felt I felt really really good about Royce Freeman. But Philip Lindsay is getting the work in the passing game. He's been dynamic, and I do not see that slowing down. I think that it's his job to run away with. The best part is Royce Freeman lovers hate it. Booker lovers hate it because no one wants to say Philip Lindsay's a running back. Everyone's like he's really small, but he's like really small. He's not really a running back. Like. He's he's Chris Thompson esque. Yeah, like he's, he can't he's that he can't same last a full player. season. Just wait. Royce Freeman's gonna he get his chance. <laughs> that's okay. Right now he's the best running back in Denver. Exactly. So say and what you that, want. That's the thing about that archetype is <sighs> is the you know the longevity might not be there, but as far as when they're on the field, they're dynamic. This is a fact. And speaking of dynamic, it's this gentleman's middle name, Ryan Fitzpatrick, will finish the season as the Bucks' starting quarterback. Foul or no foul? 
No foul. I love it. I love it. Honestly, I, f- I kind of wish this happens. And I'm just going to be honest. I think it's because I-, I-, I wish it happens for two reasons. One, because it's just a fun storyline. And two, because I just I kind of hate Jameis Winston as a person. You're still mad about those crabs he stole from Publix, aren't you? Yeah, that's that's what everybody's mad about, Neil. That Uber yeah. thing, you're upset about the Uber thing. I get it, man. I mean, it's, it's fair. pretty effed up. Pretty and effed up. I think that getting sued now. the way the NFL has handled it has been pretty screwed up, too. I mean, we live in a day and age where people lose like their entire careers for sexual assault things. And that's happening in the entertainment industry. And the NFL is part of the entertainment industry. And I think it's kind of absurd that the NFL's idea of punishment for these sort of offenses is, oh, you're going to be suspended a couple games at the beginning of the year when it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that a guy is losing his job over it. I mean, Maybe he's going to think about his actions moving forward. Hopefully that's the case, but, you know, who knows? Dude, that whole sexual assault thing, man, you get two games, but be careful. While you're suspended, do not touch that natural grown plant, that weed thing. Because we're going to get rid shit, of you. Holy shit, you better not. We're going to get rid of you for a long-ass time. And you we will lock you in a cage. <laughs> you, you touch the wacky tobacco, we're going to get rid of you, man. You get crazy out there. You take this up a notch to a higher offense, and you're out of here, buddy. Um, listen, man, that's all I have. That's all I have for week three, man. I'm sure there's more we can do, but like I, we tried everything we could. Um, before we go, Adam, I did, <clears throat> you know, we did this, we did this little show and tell thing last time, man. I'm going to make you do it again. So this is our oh, little shit. show and tell on the podcast today. My show and tell is not a piece of an item. It's not a toy. It's not, you know, a product. It's a piece of news that I read earlier today. And I know you're going to like this, Adam. The news was. That the best MMA fighter in the world is going to be back from suspension in October. And I can't wait. Do you know who that gentleman is, Adam? John Bones Jones. He is back. He is back. back. He's back. And uh, that's that's my piece of non-fantasy football show and tell that had to be done in this episode man because i seen that headline i think i seen it on instagram or something and i was like what is this fake you know i always get in my research like is this a hoax is someone playing me right now is someone so what happens now who's he fighting that's a great question it's a great question it's gonna happen the next card after khabib connor still needs a main event it's gonna happen but who's he fighting that's the big question because I don't think Daniel Cormier has any interest in fighting him. I think he just wants to fight with Brock Lesnar, and then he wants to retire. And if Brock's out, I don't really think if they make a fight of John Jones, Alexander Gustafson, then enough people are going to be intrigued by that. I think you got to go bigger. So, so you don't think you give him a warm-up? No, no, you don't give him a warm-up at all. You don't even know if this guy's going <laughs> to fight once before he gets popped Dude, again. The- He's crazy. He's John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is with the Cormier thing is like, man, if he can, can you imagine they fought again, he lost again? Like, that's so – it's just not a good thing for Daniel Cormier, man. Yeah, I think that for Daniel Cormier, the smartest move is to just fight Brock Lesnar, go out with hopefully, potentially, what should be a gigantic win against an inferior opponent – that's going to make him millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then he gets to go sit next to Joe Rogan and commentate this for as long as the two of them want to. Like it's, it's kind of the perfect situation for Cormier. I think to avoid John, that being said, 
the best fight is John against DC. <laughs> it is at heavyweight. You like that's the best fight. DC. If you want the best fight, it's DC John Jones at heavyweight in November. Book it. That would be the best DC, fight. DC, if you can hear me, I have a friend I want you to talk to. His name is Vontae Davis. And <laughs> he has some advice for you. Please listen to him. Don't do it. Let, let's just go out on top, bro. Beat up Brock Lesnar. Make the WWE fans mad. And just just leave, man. Just do it. Just end on a high note, man. Nobody wants to end on that note. It's just... I don't know, man, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Do you have anything exciting, Adam? Do you have any? Are you going to come to show and tell with some lame ass shit? Or are you going to try to top the cool kid who brought the amazing John Jones news to the classroom? Uh, I'm going to bring not one, but two TV shows that I've uh, been binge watching recently that I'd like to recommend. Uh, One, I think most people are aware of at this point um but on netflix uh, ozark season two came out not that long ago and it's phenomenal it's even I better than the first season still haven't watched ozarks yeah i highly recommend it uh did you like breaking bad at all nope never watched that either no okay well then i don't have anything to compare it to because <laughs> they kind of fall in the same vein of style of show um but fantastic dramas that are extremely suspenseful and very very well written trust me Um, when it comes to like tv shows and movies i've i'm i'm very i'm very it's 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 become very clear that i'm washed i'm so not cool at this level at this point like (laughs) i was talking to people recently and i have realized i haven't watched a whole bunch of marvel movies i haven't watched marvel infinity war you're not missing out those marvel i'm just saying like you know it's really big to some people you know some people you know it's kind of a big deal and so like i'm missing the boat on a lot of stuff and I, I yes. realize and that's i'll be honest that's typically how i am as well with most of these pop culture things ozark is one though that i, I fell into right away after the first season came out I, I watched it immediately and was a big fan so highly recommend ozark season two the other one is a new series uh that just wrapped up its first season called castle rock that's based on the uh, stephen king universe uh, and it is very, very good. Um, only six episodes into the first season so far. Um, and it's going to be an anthology, so each season is its own contained storyline. Um, but the first season just wrapped of its, you know, ten-episode contained storyline. And uh, everyone who I've known who's watched it is just, like, bugging me like crazy to watch it. So I've been, you know, slowly churning through it, and it's really really interesting if you're interested at all in anything science fiction if when you hear stephen king you're fascinated this is 100 percent the show for you and by slowly adam means he's seen all six episodes tonight uh you know i might be up until like four in the morning <laughs> finishing the series is this on netflix too uh you know what i'm watching it online i'm not sure where oh. it's actually based off yeah, of. of course he means he's paying for that everyone he's yeah definitely not paying uh-huh. Definitely not watching it for free. We don't want to do those kind no. of things here. No, why would I do that? That's never, no. Never. By the way, hit us up. We got a link. But uh, no, I think it's on like Showtime or something. <laughs> yeah, he's de- definitely paying for it. Like no questions. Yeah. No questions asked. That's, that's what we do. Yeah, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. But we got a link for you to hit us in the DMs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely paid for it. I, I'll check. I'll definitely subscribe to whatever that is when we, we talk later. Um, and that's it. So Ozarks, Castle Rock, and. John Jones is returning, motherfuckers. Uh, that is the 
that's that's it for show and tell. That's all we got today, man. Uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at Clock Dodgers if you want to discuss fantasy football, sports, culture, music, life. I promise, just because I said I didn't see those things, I'm still in the pop culture. I'm like catching up. You just give me a second. Um, you know, anything though, anything in between. I'm like I'm here to talk to you. If you want, you can follow Adam too. I mean, like it could be like a community service type of thing, just a good deed for the month, whatever you want to call it. He's at the other FF guy. Like, there's value there to follow you, right, Adam? I'm basically a charity case. Yeah, it's definitely like. I've actually created a GoFundMe just to follow Adam. Like, it's not even, I don't even, we don't even want your money. It's just follow because it's important. A uh, go follow me if you Go will. follow me. That might be a good website. I might have to cut this out of the episode. Uh, we, may have, <laughs> we, may have, we may have to pull up a, uh, a new website real quick. But yeah, uh, yeah, follow Adam too at the other FF guy. Other than that, Adam, I got nothing else. Do you have anything else before we close this out? Because I don't want nah, I don't want next episode you to say, well, I was going to say something about that player that went off, but you didn't give me a chance. Oh, wait. Is this where I give my last minute, like, super hot take? Yeah, like, if you got something, like, give it. Like, the, the firest of fire takes. Yeah, I don't want I just, none of like, this. You held me back in life. Like, type the of whole stuff. world catches on fire, yeah. that kind of take? Yeah. Is it obvious that I'm stalling because I don't have yeah, one? Yeah, you don't have one. You got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is Do how you, you sound most Do episodes. you have one? I have nothing. I was, I was trying to be courteous to you. All right. Blake Bortles finishes top five quarterback. Let's I have go. a fire take. Let's Blake go. Bortles doesn't finish top 15 quarterback. Let's All right. go, Neil. Let's go. We will Raiders, see you guys. Raiders 0-3. These are fighting words. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. They have Dolphins a pass rush. They have a pass Dolphins rush. It's just in Chicago right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a good night. Good day, good morning, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Keep dodging. with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.